Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cod Loop Podcast, episode 140. Sorry, correction, 154 of the Cod Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Aguatank on Twitter slash X, and I'm here to talk to y'all about some Auburn athletics news that has broken since we last saw all of you in the live stream. That's when I reach out and say thank y'all for joining the live stream. Those are always a lot of fun, even if we go for over an hour and a half. Uh, they're always a lot of fun. I do also want to reach out and say I do hope everyone in the state of Alabama or around the country, really, because it's, it's a worldwide or a countrywide freeze going on. Uh, there's a freeze warning in the USA, so I do hope everyone is careful and is being careful uh, the roads are going to be icy. It's going to be below freezing. So I just want everybody to be be careful, you know, when you get outside. Uh, but to talk about some breaking news that happened yesterday, Auburn picked up yet another transfer in this recruiting, in the transfer portal cycle, as they picked up a safety from the University of Texas and Jaron Thompson, a four-year player for Texas last year, got 38 tackles. Got three interceptions, seven pass breakups, all for a defense that really needed a you know, a stand up safety and a ball hawking safety. That Jaron Thompson is coming in at six foot one ninety one, uh, and of course this does add to a defensive back room that is missing out on a lot of experience. Uh, DJ James, Zemi Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, Zion Puckett are all off to the league. So now you're leaving Auburn with the only main contributors being Keontae Scott, 
who mostly played star, but he'll be moving out to the cornerback position. And of course, Kyan Lee, the true freshman, now true sophomore, going to his second year. So it'll be very interesting to see how this whole thing kind of pans out. I do know Laquan Robinson, the Juco safety who came in through this last recruiting cycle. I do believe he is going to be a key contributor, if not a starter. So it's going to be very interesting season to see how this how Coach Crime Dog coaches up the secondary group because I don't think Auburn really skips a beat. Uh, I, I do think you miss out on the ball hawking and uh, and how well Jalen Simpson was at playing the ball whenever it was in the air. And DJ James is just a master class at getting pass breakups. But overall, you do get a guy who can load up uh, and play that Jalen Simpson role. Because Laquan Robinson is probably going to play your more strong safety Zion Puckett role because uh, he is, I believe, a very polished tackle tackler with the ability to make plays on the ball in the air as well. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I keep saying that it's it's going to be very fun to watch how the secondary plays out because this is Auburn's, this is one of Auburn's best position groups, the most talented through and through. I mean, you can't even, I, there's very few players I look at and if they were to come in for the starters, I think Auburn skips a beat. Uh, and of course I started off with seeing how Kyan Lee, JD Rim and all those other young guys played whenever they got their shot to get in the season. Uh, and, of course, looking at it from a standpoint of who Auburn's bringing in, I mean, Jalen Crawford, I mean, what he was able to do in high school. I mean, he is a true Auburn defensive back for every sense of the word. He is going to punch you in the mouth. He's a man-to-man corner through and through. And it's not the only time Auburn brought in – it's not the only great cornerback that Auburn was able to bring in through this recruiting cycle also cannot forget. And I'm looking it up because I, I, my, I'm blanking as I'm speaking. So bear with me. And Jesus, how did I forget? I'm on lane. Sorry. I, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the top part where I was expecting to see him, but yeah, I'm on lane adds to this as well. So I'm on lane, Jalen Crawford, and now Jaron Thompson and Laquan Robinson all being added to this, uh, secondary and it's ended up going to be a very, very talented, talented position group because that is just the level of play that Auburn fans expect from this position group. So it's going to be very fun to see how Jaron Thompson fits in. He's going to have power five experience, technically SEC experience uh, based on how Texas played last year. So I expect Jaron Thompson to start in year one. I do expect to play the free safety role alongside LeBron Robinson and then the rest of the secondary kind of filled itself out between Keontae Scott, uh, Donovan Kaufman, and Kyan Lee probably being the remainder of those. And I, I don't think that that's a step down in the slightest from what we saw this past season. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Auburn, uh, he frees doing a very, very good job of not attacking the portal in such a way that looks like he's replacing a lot of players, but he is definitely going for positions of need and quality players they're going to add to this uh, team going into next year. He's got some wide receivers, got some O-linemen, got some defensive backs, got some linebackers coming coming in through the portal. So a lot of fun. And it's not a heavy onslaught of the through the transfer portal that we saw in the last offseason where uh, Hugh Freeze looking for – ways to get the staff to keep this team afloat uh from a team that wasn't that was lost a lot of players and didn't seem like it was gonna be the most talented roster turned it around went to a bowl game with a with a team that was a, in, a, in, a, in the dump 
for lack of a better term, a dumpster fire uh, until uh, Coach Cadillac, who is now not at Auburn anymore, but until he was able to put out the flames and Hugh Freeze trying to maintain uh, and trying to keep this uh, – good Lord – keep this uh, football team at a upward trajectory. So, yeah, huge pickup in Jaron Thompson, huge pickup from all the other transportal guys, uh, and now kind of focus on the high school guys they're trying to wrap up with. Uh, I did get a correction on the Ryan Williams signing day. It is going to be on February 9th. So not that Wednesday, but it is going to be on that Friday, February 9th. So as this comes out, we are now, I believe, uh, 24 days away, or as I'm, yeah, as this comes out, 24 days away from the next signing day with Ryan Williams announcing where he is going. And as far as we are aware, it is between Auburn, Alabama, Texas, Texas A&M, and I, I've heard LSU, but I really think it's between Auburn, Texas, Texas A&M. And that's where I throw out my ABA, my anywhere but Bama. Uh, trajectory that I'm going with for the Ryan, rest of the Ryan Williams uh, recruiting cycle. Or, or I, I do think Ryan Williams is at another level uh, of talent that Auburn's wide receiver core would need. Uh, but ultimately, that the talent that Auburn is bringing in, the transfers that are coming in, Auburn does have a nice little depth put up uh, in this wide receiver room. It'd be, it would be awesome to get Ryan Williams just to make this recruit, just make this wide receiver class coming in just that much better. Uh, but ultimately it's kind of along the same lines as you want to be at the level to where missing out on one five-star isn't going to hurt. And, and it does nothing but help uh, really, but it, it's really for me right now, anywhere but Bama is where I, is where I stand with Ryan Williams. And speaking of Alabama, before we get through some of the other tidbits I have for the football conversation, Alabama has officially hired their defensive coordinator in Chance Womack, 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 I think it's Womack from South Alabama, the head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars. Uh, he is now going to be Alabama's defensive coordinator, leading the Sun Belt, moving up to the SEC as a coordinator position. Uh, I've seen mixed feelings about this, and I know it's kind of wishy-washy because I see it both Auburn fans and Bama fans on my Twitter timeline. Uh, and it seems that the consensus is this guy gave up 52 points to TJ Finley. Uh, but South Alabama, that team was very, very injury-prone uh, last year, a team that could have made a run for the Sun Belt uh, last year or two years ago and then had the talent to do it this year. But injuries just kept piling up, piling up, and piling up. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he's I don't think Womack is that great of a recruiter. I do know he's very well known in the Mobile area, so if he is hitting up the Mobile area, that's great. Uh, for them, at least. Uh, I do wish Womack the best of luck as he is. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an enjoyer of South Alabama football. I'll say it. They're one of my favorite. They're top three in the South Alabama. The UAB Blazers do hold my heart uh, right after, of course, the Auburn Tigers. But yeah, interesting to see. Still waiting. And now I think Alabama has now filled out their staff all before uh, Auburn has hired uh, their court offensive coordinator yet, which still up in the air. If it's going to be Derek Nix, uh, we don't know what's going on really. I think everyone is pretty much confused as to why an offensive coordinator hasn't been named yet. Uh, and that could bode as an issue for the transfer portal uh, and other players, but Maybe not really because of the fact that it's going to be a huge for this playbook. Uh, so 
we don't really know where he's headed, uh, with where he frees headed with all the offensive coordinator stuff. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see who is on the top of that list because it does seem like Lane Kiffin is going to try to keep Derek Nix on staff. Uh, and I mean, Derek Nix has been at Ole Miss for like 15 years at this point. Uh, con- consistent, like 15. He, I think he's been under five different coaches now at Ole Miss. So interesting. I don't know if it's still going to be Derek Nix, but definitely it is going to be an important task to pick up someone soon. Uh, still trying to figure out who the other defensive coordinator is going to be. As far as I know, it's only Charles Kelly as a, and he got listed as a co-defensive coordinator. Uh, and don't really know who the other co is going to be. Uh, hopefully someone who understands the schematics of the front seven. Uh, that way you have a nice little mesh of coordinators that are coaching up different levels of the game. So still waiting to see where Auburn's going with that. Uh, and hopefully the news breaks soon of what coordinators that he frees will be bringing in. Of course, position coaches as well. Uh, Cause I believe right now the only position coaches that Auburn is missing out on is the running backs coach with the departure of Cadillac Williams. So going to be very fun or very interesting to see where that goes uh, and where Hugh Freeze looks to coach up the running backs because as far as, and it looks like running backs are already getting ready for the season. Damari Austin, Jeremiah Cobb, uh, we're seeing on Twitter uh, training up already in the Auburn indoor facility. So and they already look, it looks like Auburn's bringing back all four of the, four of the running backs. So yet again, Auburn is very good at the running back position. Uh, and I don't think this was an issue we were going to have if someone were to leave in a Brian Batie to transfer, but I don't think the talent level really dropped off that much between Batie and Cobb. I do think we see a lot more of Cobb than we see of Batie in 2024. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch how that how, how he develops. But I do believe Jeremiah Cobb has the talent and the potential to be a great running back for the Auburn Tigers. And, that's not even to be said with the fact that he is running with a four-headed monster, five-headed monster, if you want to put throw in Sean Jackson and that group. Uh, but that is just a fun, fun position group to watch. And just to move on to other news going on, if you were on Twitter yesterday, you would have noticed that a certain SEC coach in the state directly to the west of Alabama came out on Twitter and kind of trolled Auburn fans a little bit showing off that he was watching film of the Auburn Ole Miss game this past year. And if you don't know, I'm talking about Lane Kiffin, who is known for being a Twitter troll. Uh, people following bait to giving him interactions. Uh, I didn't really see it. I, or I didn't really comment towards that. I kind of just talked about it to people on uh, in a group chats like, oh, well, he's trolling again. Uh and I saw a lot of Ole Miss fans trying to start some beef with this. I saw, and there was a lot of Auburn players that were talking about it too. One of those being Chandler Wooten, a former linebacker, uh, talking about how Auburn pretty much has owned Ole Miss the past five five years. I believe that Auburn three and two against Ole Miss in the last five years. Uh, in the last two, of course, zero oh and two. Auburn not one to lose to Ole Miss very often, and see the Ole Miss fans really want this to be a rivalry. Uh, which it won't be. Uh, as far as I've been alive, Ole Miss has not really been a has, has really been more of an afterthought uh, in terms of what teams I'm more worried about going into the season. And the issue with the fact and the issue with that is uh, Auburn doesn't play Ole Miss in 2024. Uh, they're playing basketball uh, this year 
and baseball and the other sports. Uh, but in 2024, Auburn football does not play Ole Miss. So the trolling got sent to another level because for whatever reason. Uh, so I will say to everybody, please be wary of who you comment towards on Twitter. Uh, because all you're doing is just making Link Kevin go more viral. Uh, so please, everybody, be mindful of what Lane Kiffin is trying to do. He is a man who has excelled at, A, recruiting in the transfer portal, and B, pushing everyone's buttons. So please be wary of what you see come up from a Lane Kiffin-led Twitter account. And I say that with a lot of love. Please, everyone, don't give him interactions, and then you won't see it as much, and he maybe he won't try to... He trolls everybody. So let's not try to act like it's like an Auburn specific thing. He just goes ham on Twitter for like the off season. And then he stops and then he starts up again. That's all that happens. It happens every year. And everyone gets all worked up about it. That's chill out and move on. Thank you. Uh, and then last bit of Auburn football news before we get into Auburn basketball, uh, the UFL is happening soon. If you know what the UFL is, it is a, kind of a mix of the XFL and the USFL uh, the past two, the, like the two spring season uh, football leagues. I'm not really too sure exactly what the schematics of this is or what the real rules are. I do know that two teams that I call myself a supporter of are going to be in it in the Arlington Renegades or the former Dallas Renegades and the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, but other than that, I don't really know what the UFL is. It's the United Football League. They're going to be playing. There's like eight teams in it. Uh, there are some Auburn players going to be a part of this league. So if you are looking for some spring football uh, coming up in the later months after the Super Bowl, uh, you got three Auburn players that you could potentially cheer for. And I have an asterisk next to one of these Auburn players, but I'll go with the guys I don't have that for. Uh, starting off with Dallas or Arlington Renegade. Defensive tackle Devontae Lambert played at Auburn from 2014 to 2015. He is going to be a member of the Renegades. And then, oh, you just go to the next one. I get alphabetical order. Calvin Ashley, uh, the former offensive tackle, played at Auburn from 2017 to 2018. He's going to be on the Birmingham Stallions. People know Calvin Ashley being a five star offensive tackle. That was a huge pickup whenever he signed. Never really panned out. Transferred to Florida Atlantic. And I think he also went to Florida AM as well. Uh, never really panned out in college, and now finding his way into the UFL. Uh, and then also last person we have on here, TJ Neal, outside linebacker who played at Auburn in 2016. He is going to be a member of the Memphis Showboats. So really cool name. Very cool that this, these leagues exist. Uh, love to see the guys who couldn't make it to the NFL kind of show out and show what they can do, kind of make and have fun while doing it. And, and some of these guys – Elevate their play to playing and give up. It's kind of like how Kurt Warner played in the Canadian Football League, got noticed and came up. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, Matt Rule saw PJ Walker in the XFL or UFL or whatever, whichever one it was, and then signed him to the Carolina Panthers and tried to play him in a few games. So that's speaking from a very salty Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, big, a huge. Shout out to those three guys, and I uh, hope them give them the best of luck. And this new, new, I don't know if it's new. It, it, and I will try to make sure I'm in the comments for this one. Uh, if I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm sleeping. Uh, but 
I would love it if someone could explain to me exactly what the UFL is. I'm about looking it up. Uh, I try, I try so often throughout the spring to kind of try to watch some of these uh, spring football things. Uh, so yeah, if you know what it is, let me know. Uh, if not, I'll look it up at some point. Uh, but it will be interesting. I think the last time I watched a non like popular uh, football sport, I'm trying to think of how to level that. I last last July, I think it was July. I was in the hospital with pneumonia. Uh, I was able to watch women a women's football league, and I actually was like sitting up. I was I was in in awe of how fun that was because uh, I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know there's a whole like women's football league that was actually like legit. There was like a team that's like carried that league for like 10 years. Uh, and I was watching them play. I was like, these girls are good. They were running the, they were running that rock. That was they had one girl who was like, averaging like 10 yards a carry. That was a lot of fun. I was in there rooting for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, XFL, USFL. I try, I, I try really hard. There was a time where I tried the fan control football league. Uh, and that was, that was interesting. Uh, none of my plays that I wanted ever got called. Uh, but regardless, uh, I, I wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors for Devonte Lambert, Calvin, Calvin Ashley, and TJ Nil. I don't know so if Sal Canella is in this. I didn't see his name in any of the UFL rosters. He might still be part of the XFL. Uh, I, I do believe he is, uh, but I don't know what team he's run. Uh, again, that goes to my lack of concentration I can have for these leagues. So ultimately, it is, it is guys who are in the middle of the college NFL spectrum. They're in that gray area of guys who just aren't in the league but are trying to get in the league still by playing in, in these leagues. But they're fun. If you love them, I, I'm not going to judge you. Uh, they're just very hard to for me to keep my focus on. Uh, in the spring, especially with all the other sports going on and basketball, baseball, and softball and gymnastics, all the sports that I love. And speaking of which, before we get to Auburn basketball, go ahead and tell all of you, thank y'all for tuning in the stream. Thank you for tuning in on the Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you're listening right now. Uh, because we love it here. We have fun here at the College Loop. And we're glad that y'all are here to watch and listen as well. We do ask that if you are around and you like what you see, like what you hear, uh, leave a like, leave a follow, leave a uh, ring the ring the bell, whatever whatever the platform that you choose to listen or watch us on says to do. Uh, leave a comment as well. Uh, what are you, what are your early thoughts on the football season? What are your early thoughts on Alabama football season? I think that's worth talking about. I know I've had a lot of buddies of mine who have looked at the Auburn, uh, looked at Alabama's schedule, seen the players entering the portal at Mass and kind of figure out that Alabama could lose a couple of games or more next year. So leave your early, way, too, way, 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 way too early predictions for Auburn and Alabama football in 2024. And lastly, before we get to basketball, go ahead and let y'all know that if you have already liked, subscribe, ring the bell, there is another way to do the, to support the channel. Uh, and this one does cost money. The other ones don't. So you can still subscribe, and we're just kind of hanging around, uh, and it's completely free. But the shirt that we do have, the merch, the Feeling Loopy Warpour Podcast Network sponsored Feeling Loopy T-shirts are $25. Come in five different colorways. Come in nev- navy, heather navy. I must mess, mess up those and said nether, like in Minecraft. 
Heather Navy, Navy, Black, Heather Black, and Midnight Heather Gray are the five different colorways for the Feel and Liberty shirt. And I got to be honest with y'all, this is the most comfortable shirt you ever wear. I wore it when me and my girlfriend went out to Birmingham to go to the McQueen Center for a little, little date day. Uh, I wore that shirt underneath my jacket, and believe me, it was easy breezy all, all walking through there. It was a little warm in there, but I couldn't, I didn't really know because the airflow in that shirt is just amazing. It's the most comfortable shirt you're ever going to wear. $25 is an absolute steal. So if you're looking for a great shirt to get, you know what? We're a month away from, from Valentine's Day. So if you're looking for a great gift to get, get your loved ones, it's the feeling loopy t-shirt. Come on. You already know what we're going to say here. Go ahead and get you one. If you want to, if you want to signal, if you want to go ahead and like plant down a president that's going to make someone very happy, it is the College Loop Feeling Loopy or Poor Podcast Network's branded Feeling Loopy t shirts. And with that, we're going to kick it right into Auburn basketball as they are getting ready to play against the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I will say, Auburn is now number 13 team in the country per the AP poll for people who still have respect for the AP poll, uh, even though they uh, like to screw over Auburn a lot. Uh, But yeah, Auburn is going to be taking on the Vanderbilt Commodores on the 17th. That is tomorrow as this show comes out. And as it stands right now, Auburn is currently very much a favorite to win this game. Vanderbilt five and 11 on the season. 0 and three in a conference play. They are best known for getting whooped by Ole Miss, LSU, and then having a close, narrow loss to Alabama. Uh, looking at Vanderbilt's looking at Vanderbilt's box score, uh, they have two players who are going to play the entire time: Ezra Manjohn and Tyron Lawrence. And everyone knows Tyron Lawrence says he was a guy who's a he entered the portal and went back to Vanderbilt after not wanting to come to Auburn. Uh, but now he is going to stay a he's now going to stay a problem to scheme for. Uh, Tyron Lawrence on the year, every 30 minutes a game, 13.6 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, about two assists, two steals, and uh, and he's also shooting, well, about say shooting 27 from the from the three point line, which is not very good. That's of Ezra Manjohn, who is averaging 16 points a game, three rebounds, three three and a half assists, one steal, and shooting 36% from the three point line, also 87% from the free throw line. After that, it kind of trickles off. You have a couple guys who go on like 9.6 is the last one, and then everyone kind of trickles off into the single-digit uh, crapshoot. Uh, and Auburn, of course, going into this game, having playing at the top level of the sport right now. Auburn playing at one of the best teams in the country. I, ESPN put out a power rankings. Auburn is currently eighth in that power rankings because of the level of play they have done thus far. I think it's like five to six. Six games in a row with a 10-point win. Uh, and I feel stupid for not like knowing that right away. Uh, and just bear with me as I do some mental math. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games in a row with a 10 or more point or 11 or more point victory for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, going to this game, it's pretty evident that your main focuses are going to be Janai Broom and Chad Baker-Mazar are going to be your main two. And don't let me forget about that boy, Jalen Williams and Ian Holloway. Those boys, Jalen Williams and Holloway. Because Auburn is, if you weren't aware, there are 10 dudes 
on this Auburn basketball team who are playing lights out. You have Jani Broom, Jay Will, Aiden, Chad, Katie, Trey, Denver, Dylan, Chaney's playing pretty well as a role player. Chris Moore playing pretty well as a role player. This team is the most put together team that we've seen through this stretch in the Bruce Pearl era, I must say. It is definitely a team that if they can maintain this level of play without peaking or going too far on one side, could make a run for the SEC. And I I know that's a stretch. I don't want to – I'm knocking on wood as we speak. But at the level this team is playing right now, this is a a level we were not expecting to see, at least right away. Uh, Janai Broom is almost averaging a double-double on the season. He only needs to average like 1.6 more rebounds a game, uh, really two. Uh, Jay Will's playing his best basketball yet. He's playing with attitude. He's playing with emotion. He is dunking on folks. Uh, he is trying to break the rim. Aiden Holloway is trying to, is working on finding a shot, making better plays, making smarter plays as a freshman. And the Chad Baker Mazar absolutely showing out, showing up every time he's on the court. I think he has like five or six games in a row with double-digit points for a guy who's coming off the bench. Uh, definitely an important factor. Definitely a huge pickup from the transfer portal showing off. Uh, how important it is to find those dudes that you want on your staff. And, of course, can't forget the fact that Dylan, we're watching the best Dylan Cardwell we've seen thus far as an Auburn Tiger. And I will say this game, I'm sorry, everybody, that it's in Central Time. or I'm sorry, everyone, that's in Eastern Time. I'm sorry, everyone, that's in Central Time. This game is going to be played in Nashville, and it's going to be at 8 o'clock p.m. again on Wednesday. I do think Auburn is going to win this game pretty heavily. Auburn does have a track record with kind of struggling in in Memorial Gymnasium and Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, most recently, I can think of is, of course, SEC tournament in the Bari year. Uh, not Bari. Uh, last year's. Last year was in Nashville. That other one was in Tampa. But, yeah. Uh, definitely a game that I do think uh, Auburn's going to uh, go in pretty hot and heavy in, uh, especially because this week it does not get – uh, this is the easiest game of the week because right after that, they're going to play a ranked Ole Miss team who, again, I don't think Ole Miss in basketball is really all that great. I think that they're just kind of riding high on an easy non-con. Uh, and then, of course, Alabama right after that uh, on next Wednesday. So definitely a little tough two-game stretch after the Vanderbilt game. But this Auburn team cannot not stay focused on what's ahead of them. Never skip a game. Never look past an opponent because that's how you struggle. That's how you give up a 21-2 run against LSU. So never look, never overlook your opponent at any point of the game. And I do think Auburn's gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna keep the streak going. I'm gonna give Auburn the win. I'm gonna say uh let's go like 85 to let's go nice 85-70. I think Auburn gets a nice 15 point win over the Vanderbilt Commodores ahead of their game against Ole Miss. Uh, and I will say, in women's basketball, we are going to have a preview for that game on the Thursday show. So it's going to be happening on Thursday. So, yeah, if you're hanging around with the College Loop right here, we are going to be talking women's basketball Thursday. There you go. Thursday. My week, the the whole storm thing going on is really throwing my game off uh, in terms of make, watching calendars. But yeah, this is going to be a fun week of Auburn basketball, both men's and women's, because uh, the women will be playing Vanderbilt as well, uh, both as well in 
Nashville. So it's going to be a fun week for those student athletes hanging out in one of the, this country's great cities. Uh, and I will say with that, that's pretty much all you guys. It's been a pretty slow past 24 hours. Uh, we pretty much backloaded on all the stuff we had to talk about from the past weekend. Uh, so hopefully more news breaks between the, now and the next time we see you. But with that, I'm Dylan Lark. I will tank on Twitter slash X. That's at Y-A-B-O-Y, the tank. Also have my Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-E-N-L-A-R-C-K. If you also want to look, it's just like right, right here. If you need help spelling that, it's right there. There's also a link to the Twitter to my Twitter and the link in the description below, as well as to the Feeling Loopy more poor sponsored feeling loopy t-shirts so there we go so if you're looking for all those links they're all in the description below and of course if you're right here on the youtube make sure you like comment subscribe leave your thoughts on how you think auburn football is going to look in 2024 especially with this brand new secondary we got going on we are currently at 741 subscribers let's try to get 800 very soon because colin's got to eat uh we also love that we're getting a lot of love from the spotify as well so make sure you rank us five stars and show some love over there as well. Uh, make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the works, all of those at The College Loop. Also have some audio versions of the show as well because if you're tired of seeing our face, it's completely understandable. But we are available on the audio versions uh, of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Amazon Music. And with all of that being said, again, it's going to be very cold outside. So let's be, let's be careful. And this has been the College Loop Podcast. Mm-hmm.